Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to season three of the Make and Decorate podcast. This is episode 56. I have got some good episodes in store for season three. I've been recording with some guests and for this season, I've decided to balance out um, better the episodes um, where I have a guest versus my solo episodes. So um, I am going to try to do every other one, uh, except October's got three Thursdays. And I think October will have two weeks where I do have guests um, back to back. But uh, yeah, so you can look forward to that. And uh there's some topics that I really want to include with this season. Um, some of them have not uh, worked out the way I had originally planned. Um, so uh, I am me- meaning that um, I, 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 I'm still going to do this. I'm going to do a, an update on the new sewing machines introductions that are out there this year. There, I've seen a lot of new introductions from Bernina, um, baby lock. Uh, so, uh, I, I was trying to go to some local shops here so that I could test drive some, um, and that just, uh, wasn't going well. And to be fair, I, I only contacted one shop and, um, uh, I decided just to not even take it any further than that because I could see that wasn't going to be the best way to prepare for um, that type of episode. But with that said, I really, um, I really am so thankful and um, just blessed that the guests that agreed to come on my show to take their time. Um, they're super busy. I've, I I actually recorded with a couple of instructors for QuiltCon and, um, you know, it, 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 they were just so gracious and we had such a good time recording. And um, I just it just really filled my heart with joy when I spoke to 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 both of these very talented um, quilters, artists, teachers. I mean, they uh, they're they're multifaceted with their businesses. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so it's not, it's, it's not all down. <laughs> it's just that, I don't know. I just, um, I just like to share with you some of the ups and downs that I have, even with producing this podcast and, um, you know, th- some things that don't work out and other things that really do and that are surprising. Um, so overall, um, it's, it's really been just a, um, a wonderful project for me. And I'm so grateful for all of the listeners, um, and who, who come back episode after episode and you guys listen. And, um, uh, those of you that have written in and commented and emailed, um, and saying that you enjoy the show, it just means the world to me. And, um, Oh my gosh, I'm like starting to get emotional. All right, I'm back. I've composed myself and now we just, I need to move us on. So 
let's talk about my very first giveaway to someone, one of you guys that are listening. Yeah, I wanted to do something for you guys, especially kind of to kick off the season. And, uh, you know, it's not anything like, you know, extravagant. I do not have any sponsors. Uh, So these are things that I've purchased myself. And I put together a couple of little um, gift sets. And um, so I'll have giveaways for two people. And I'll just, um, I'll have photos on my podcast page of what these are, but I'll just describe them to you right now. So one of them is a package of Renaissance ribbons. You know, the Renaissance ribbons has a packages of one yard um, ribbons. And so are you ready for this? It is the Tulip Pink Homemade. And there are one, two, three, four, five ribbons. So there's five yards of ribbon in here, one yard of each design. And it's the homemade um, morning colorway. Uh, So these are really beautiful ribbons. And I just needed, I have to really give this away quickly so I keep my little paws off of it. (laughs) Don't worry, I have... I did buy an extra ribbon pack for myself. <laughs> so that's in one of them. Plus, also in the same same uh, gift package is a set of needle pullers. These are silicone. Um, there's one like for your thumb and the other one you can put on um, whatever other finger you use to pull needles through, like when you're hand stitching. And they're really pretty. They're like an aqua color by Eversone. And you will also get one small spool of Aurafil 50 weight thread. And um, I've got two of these. So one of them is in, um, well, I'll just tell you the color number is 2566. So this one is sort of like a purpley mauve. And it goes perfectly with that spooky and sweet collection and uh, very perfectly with the art gallery solid called Marvelous. Then the second thread is a really beautiful orange. It's not a bright orange. Um, I think it's um, like a pumpkin. And the number is 2150. So 50 weight, two of those small threads the needle pullers and the package of Tula pink ribbons by Renaissance. That's, that's one gift pack. The second gift pack is the same two Aurifil threads that I just talked about, the small spools, 50 weight and those same colors. And then I also have a pair of these three and a half inch mini snips by Eversone. These are so pretty. They are painted blue, and they've got um, like little um, pink. It, it looks like um, sort of like it's an impressionistic-y, florally type of a pattern, but they're just kind of like little splotches of color. It's very beautiful. Uh, so those, and then to top it off, there is a Taylor's Chalk Wheel in Yellow by Eversome. So, um, uh, I I like these. I actually got one of these and I've already used it. So because um, the yellow chalk in the Choco line of um, markers, chalk markers, uh, tends to not come off very easily. 
So I was wondering about this one and I've tried it and this yellow chalk comes off very easy. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know why, but it does. So um, anyway, it's really cute and, a, and also a beautiful blue. Blue kind of, this aqua blue is their color and I'm drawn to it because it's my color too. <laughs> in fact, their logo is this beautiful bird that is in the purple and the aquas, uh, just like my logo is purple and aqua. So yeah, those are the two gift sets. So this is my very first giveaway and I really don't know a hook of a lot of what I'm doing, but it's um, what you can do is go to my podcast page on this episode and place, just um, enter a comment. You can enter whatever you want, as long as you're nice and kind. Uh, and uh, if you need something to comment about, I would say... Tell me what your most favorite sewing notion, it quilt sewing or quilting notion is and why. And the cutoff date for entering your comment is going to be Monday, October 12th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And all of the commenters are going to be entered into a spreadsheet that will um We'll do a random selection for the winners, the two winners. Good luck, everyone, and may the odds be ever in your favor. Remember what that one was from? <laughs> All right, so I just want to talk a little bit about my Patreon page. I have a Patreon page at uh, patreon.com, and I think it's a backslash, make and decorate. Or if you go to patreon.com and just search for Make and Decorate, uh, my Patreon page is there for the Make and Decorate podcast. And I have added a tier. And I've added a $2 tier. So for the $2 a month, you get the uh, bonus monthly bonus episode of the podcast. And when you sign up, you will get all of the back episodes. And by now, what, I think there's probably at least 12 uh, back episodes of the um, monthly bonus podcast. Uh, so go check that out. I have several levels of tiers. Um, added the $2 one now. There's a $3 one and the 2 and the $3 are the same. You get the monthly bonus episode. And then um, there's a 5 and a $10 tier. And with those, you unlock um, even more um, premium content like videos and behind the scenes. So go check it out at patreon.com and my page is called Make and Decorate. Uh, yeah, the, there's, um, I have to say the bonus episodes are pretty good because anytime I have a guest on, um, most of the time they have agreed to continue talking with me. And, uh, that's extra, that's an extra episode for, for the patrons exclusive to them. And a lot of times they get really, uh, more inside glimpses of these um, artists and creators and quilters that I have on the show. So uh, yeah, it's really fun. All right. So that's Patreon. So happy fall and autumn to everyone in the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> it is here. It is really here, especially here in Chicago. So we had our last summery type of weather day. Um, 
I guess you could say Sunday, but for me, really, it was Friday <laughs> because Saturday and Sunday were sort of cloudy and rainy and a little bit cooler, but um, it definitely dropped um, by Monday. And I looked at the extended forecast and yeah, I think we're here. We're here in the plummeting temperatures to stay and it's only going to keep getting colder as we um, keep getting closer to winter. But I am enjoying as much as I can fall and my favorite time of the year. And really September is just that end of August through end of September, beginning October is just my most favorite time of the year because the weather is usually so perfect. I mean, you couldn't have gotten a more perfect week than last week as far as weather goes here. Um, no humidity and the sun. And yeah, I was just soaking it up because I knew it was coming soon. <laughs> and here we are. It's here. It is here. But on the other hand, it is kind of good because it makes you want to get cozy inside. I have already been making hot chocolates. Um, so um, it, it, I like to, in the cooler months, to have hot tea or hot chocolate in the evenings. And um, hot chocolate is a really good kind of like a dessert so that you don't, it, it kind of satiates for me that um, that need for chocolate, <laughs> dark chocolate. All right, that didn't make sense because <laughs> there's chocolate and hot chocolate. But what I meant was more of like a dessert replacement because I do tend to have a sweet tooth. So it kind of keeps me away from all of those um, baked goods if I stick with the hot chocolate. And um, I love, actually, let's talk about hot chocolate. So I love the Starbucks um, canister of hot chocolate that we get at Costco, but it by itself to me is a little too sweet. So I actually kind of, um, I, I pare that down and um, I don't do the full amount that you're supposed to put into the hot chocolate. I probably put like two thirds of the amount and then I put in actual dark um, cocoa powder in there. Oh, it is so good. And then I will also sprinkle cinnamon in there if I'm in the mood for spicing it up a bit. So yeah, cinnamon and the hot chocolate is just delicious. So um, yep, I have my own little concoction that I make and it is just so much fun. It's so good. And um, I even have my uh, designated hot chocolate mug. It's really cute. And it's got a, a, a um, picture of a, like it has a moose on it. <laughs> um, it's funny because I'm like, no, to my husband, no, that's my hot chocolate mug. <laughs> and he just thinks I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because it's like, what? Why do you have to have a special mug for hot chocolate? And I don't know, but I just do. I I love it because it's got the mousse on there. It's a winter mug and it's um, the perfect shape and size and everything. So yeah, hot chocolate weather definitely is here. And uh, we definitely, um, you know, got our, the garden has just wound down, the summer garden. And this past weekend, we, um, I chopped down 
uh, the sunflowers. There were actually some of the real big ones I had, the uh, mammoth. Those mammoth sunflower heads are ginormous. They are huge when you actually cut them down. They look a lot smaller from a distance, but when you get closer... Oh my gosh. And then it, like when I was trying to like cut down the stalk that their stalks are really thick and they're kind of hard to like cut through. Um, I felt like Jack and the Beanstalk. Those, that's what the, the stalks of the sunflowers remind me of. Um, so I have them strung up, um, kind of like in tiers and I have them hung outside just under our, um, awning of the back door to dry out. So um, I'm going to let them dry out for a while. They're supposed to, the backs of them are supposed to get a little bit brown. And I've gotten all this information just from YouTube. So I really have no idea what I'm doing, but it doesn't look that complicated. So I just know that they need to, they need to dry out first before I harvest the seeds. And then I can try to harvest the seeds and we'll definitely try to get them uh, the seeds so that I can um, plant them next year. Um, and I also, if I get enough seeds and if it works, I am also going to put them in little gift packets um, to give to um, some of my family members that are that love to garden my sisters basically and my mom um, so yeah that's the plan with the sunflowers and speaking of Christmas gifts um, I have made my list I am I am a list maker so I um, every year make uh, the list for that year. Um, put everybody's names down and what I have in mind either to make or get to buy whatever uh, for each one. And I love being able to cross stuff off that list. So um, that list has been made and uh, it's it's really good. It's, it's so great that um, when I make I made the list and it gave me like an idea of where I was at and where I need to go. So a little bit of a motivation too. Um, and uh, another thing that I'm going to make is a homemade gift that does not require a ton of time. Um, is making some ex homemade extracts. So a few years ago, I made um, homemade Madagascar uh, vanilla extract, and that went over really well. So in fact, my one sister was asking me for refills. <laughs> and um, and I told her, I'm like, well, all you have to do is just, um, you know, add vodka because I, I left vanilla beans in their bottles and it'll keep steeping. Um, but they, I, I, I'm going to make some more and I'm going to give them some more of that. And I think I'm also going to try making lemon extract. Lemon extract is actually more versatile than I thought it was. So I looked it up because I'm like, well, what can they actually do with lemon extract and you can do a lot you can flavor a lot of different food dishes and cocktails um so yeah that's on on the to-do list uh and then just some easy gifts um to make for my nieces and nephews the little kiddos they really love getting um, the pillowcases that I make them. They actually get excited about those, which is kind of fun for me. And they're so quick to make. Uh, so um, 
I'm going to make those. I'm really trying to keep this list realistic. And uh, there's just very limited time already between now and the holidays. So I've really got to like get with it here. But I'm getting a little bit more organized. Um, so, so far, I'm not in the panic mode yet. <laughs> um, and oh, so um I will tell you, there, there's this one gift that I'm going to make for my ne- little nephew. He's going to turn, oh my gosh, what is he going to turn? Six? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be six and he loves Star Wars. He loves, um, yeah, Star Wars. I think he watches somewhere this cartoon Star Wars clone rebels or I, I have no idea what it's called but that's what he watches and he loves the the who doesn't love baby Yoda from the Mandalorian so pineapple fabrics um got some of that uh baby Yoda fabric in stock this fabric is really hard to find it is in high demand so when I saw it I scooped up a couple of yards of that I should be getting it any day now and my nephew was born um, December 21st so his birthday is right there by Christmas but I have to say my sister and her husband really um, do his birthday very well every year and in fact I think that kid is uh, get, raking it in <laughs> he he gets his separate birthday from Christmas and he looks forward to it every year. Uh, so it, it really works out well. Um, and so anyway, with the uh, Star Wars Mandalorian fabrics, I am going to make him a quilt for his birthday. And I, um, the other reason why I really just need to make this is because I am so guilty. I, so years ago when he, okay, let's see. So they still lived in the area here. Now they live in another state, but, um, so I'm at the time, uh, I made uh, a baby blanket for him and not a baby quilt. So, and it was really cute with like this little, uh, uh, kiddo sports theme fabric and uh, my sister loved it he loved it and then one day I got this frantic call from my sister and she it, it must have fallen off the stroller in the store that she was in and she went back and uh, the manager had found it and she set it aside for my sister in the back and when my sister went to go pick it up someone had taken it. Um, someone, it, it, had, it was someone that worked there. <laughs> um, and she was, she never got it back and she was crying and cause she really loves and appreciates all of the handmade gifts that I make for them. And it just broke my heart. So I, t- I told her, don't worry about it. Don't worry. I can make another blanket. I will make another one. And, um, <laughs> so apparently three years has gone by and I haven't made that blanket yet. How terrible of an aunt am I? Oh my gosh. So it really started to weigh in on me. Um, and I really need to do this for him. So I'm going to actually, I'm going to make him, um, uh, this quilt. So, um, 
anyway, I really, hopefully, I hope that I have enough time to do this, get it done and quilted uh, by the time for his birthday. Uh, and even if I don't, I will certainly have the quilt top <laughs> made so that I can show him something. But the goal is to have it done. So I've got to do an easy enough pattern and not make it too complicated. Uh, so anyway, that's that. Uh, quilting projects, I don't have a ton going on now. Um, I, I'm still in the middle of some commission projects. In fact, um, I, I, I'm going to, I just need to order some trim and then I'm going to make this really, uh, pretty, uh, toile table topper for my client with, um, some, uh, inset, um, bias welts layered on top of this really cool, um, fan, um, scallop fringe. So um, I've got that that I need to make, but uh, I still have this wedding quilt top on my design board in blocks. And I have started to piece the rows together. So that I also need to get done. Um, and, you know, now that the weather is cooling down, um, I definitely think that things will pick up here back in my sewing studio. I, I really, for the last couple of months, was really like spending as much time as I could um, outdoors and with my gardening and um, just other things. So now it's time to come back inside and get busy with quilting and sewing. All right, so... I mean, it's not that I don't have any projects to work on or already have started in progress, but I still look at other fabrics and I still <laughs> buy new projects. Oh, don't we all? I know a lot of people say that um, acquiring fabric is a hobby in and of itself, which uh, I think really holds uh, a lot of truth to it. But um, I pre-ordered the Tula Pink um, line work fabric. I ordered a fat quarter bundle and I ordered a quilt kit. I have never ordered a quilt kit before. And mostly because I just don't like the fabrics. I, I, I may like some of them, but I don't like all of them. And I don't know, for some reason, I always just like to make uh, quilt patterns in the quilts that I or the fabrics that I pick out. So I that's part of the fun for me. I love picking up fabrics. And I guess it's just because of what, you know, um, has been part of my work all of these years of interior design. Picking out fabrics is just so much fun. Uh, but there's, um, I got it from the DIY Addict. And it is called, um, it's the Radiant Quilt Kit. And the pattern is by Carl um, Hench, and it is a 48-inch square, but it's got this really cool, like, radiating star pattern, and I love every single fabric, even though I haven't seen it in person yet. I've seen Tula's videos, um, her showing all of these fabrics, and it's just, I'm so excited about this collection. Uh, it's the, a lot of the fabrics are, um, black and white and some of them have like really pops of her signature pink colors and other colors. Um, but this, um, quilt 
um, kit has um, her some of her solids in there in the purple colors mixed in with all of these line work fabrics. And the the um, background um, of the quilt top is in her um, that fairy dust fabric, but in like the white um, uh colorway but it's not it's it's so cool it's it's like a um, tone on tone because she's got the fairy dust pattern but it's a very subtle pattern and it makes such a great background fabric I mean this is this is why I got the quilt kit because I absolutely love every single fabric and I think I might extend it um oh my gosh I spent so much time just hemming and hawing and trying to visualize and figure out, you know, how much more of this um, fairy dust background fabric I would need for the top. And uh, I was just finally, I just was like, you know what, just get the quilt kit, get the fat quarter bundle. And when I actually get around to making this quilt top, um, I could figure out the rest. Um, I don't think that her fairy dust line is going to go away too soon, anytime too soon, because I think it might be part of her, um, you know, the, the ongoing collection. What do they call it? Um, oh my gosh. I can't think of it now, but I think you know what I mean, where it's like her kind of blenders and those types of colors, just like her solid colors are, um, I think, always going to be around. Um, knock on wood, let's hope so. But uh, yeah, so I'm so excited. I'm so excited about that. Excited about that quilt kit and that fabric line. Um, and I think that's it. I've really been trying because I purchased so much fabric over the summer. <laughs> so I purchased that spooky and sweet collection. I purchased um, a couple of um, Christmas fabric collections. So I um, I am trying not to purchase any more fabric except for that Tula line for the rest of the year. Let's see. Let's see how good I can be at that. <laughs> We'll see. I'll keep updating you. All right. So I do have one product review uh, to talk about. And it is, um, I got a new cutting, rotary cutting mat. And it, I love this cutting mat. It is the um, Lori Holt um, cutting mat. It's, uh, it's called Cute Cuts by Lori Holt of Be In My Bonnet. But I think that it is produced or manufactured by Ulfa. Um, so it's got the really nice grid that I like all the way through. But what I most love about this mat is the colors. So it's two-sided and it has grid on both sides. And it has this most beautiful aqua color. It is so happy. It just it kind of just brightened my whole work table. And I got the large 24 by 36 size. And the reverse side is a beautiful red color. And it is a red. Um, it, it's not too strong of a red. So I really like it. It's, it's just the colors are just gorgeous on this cutting mat. But aside from the... Um, beauty aesthetics of this product, uh, I did, you know, 
try it out for, you know, how how easy it was to line the fabric up on the grid. Um, the lines are in white and the dots, there's dots that mark every, what, quarter, half, what is it? Oh my gosh, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> uh, every quarter inch. And then the dotted line is the half inch. And the solid lines are the one inch. So it's pretty easy to read. I haven't had a problem in lining things up on it. And um, it just makes me happy every time I cut fabric on there. So I and the quality. So this cutting mat, the, the mat that I replaced was the Fiskars. Um, cutting mat. It was the same size, uh, but it's that Fiskars is very lightweight. It's thin. Um, but other, other than that, it there was really nothing wrong with it quality wise. It's still, I was still able to cut my fabrics on there very well. The markings on it were great, um, but it was in that gray color and uh, the gray just it just was not, it was just a little kind of gloomy for me, especially now that we're starting to get into the more cloudy, gloomy type months and it's getting dark earlier. Um, yeah, I just, I just never really loved it, <laughs> mostly because of the color. Isn't that crazy? But I think that a lot of us, because we love to sew and quilt and we love fabrics and color and everything, you know, we, color um, really can um, kind of dictate your mood. It can have an effect on your mood. And and it's not just with us in our craft, but it's with uh, just people in general. There's a psychology to colors and colors affect us like that. And um, the, you know, there's major studies, there are careers in colors. Um, and uh, there are colors that, um, you know, are the restaurants used, because it stimulates um, appetite and activity. Um, and those types of colors you really wouldn't want to put in your bedroom because you want it to be restful and to go to sleep and to be soothing. So um, yeah, I, I really, um, but I think some people more than others are affected by it. And I definitely am affected by colors. So um, yeah. That's the cutting mat. I absolutely love it. And it's pretty thick and heavy duty and it's reversible. And if you like aqua and if you like um, a red, then um, I would probably go check it out. Uh, I will say to keep any um, electronic object off of this cutting mat that will generate any type of heat because... Um, <laughs> I had my laptop on top of this mat, which is on my work table. And um, it's just a temporary uh, workplace during the summer because I had to in, uh, install a window air conditioner in my office. It was way too close to me where I'm sitting. So anyway, long story. But so I had my laptop on this mat, not even thinking that the laptop gets hot as you use it. And all of a sudden, I the laptop got wobbly. And I was like, what is going on? And I lifted it. I saw the bubble on this cutting mat, my new 
beautiful aqua cutting mat. I freaked out. I was like, what? No, no, no. So um, I immediately ran and got like the heaviest stack of books I could find. I put it right on top of there um, and had my little freak out. But um, I, I did some research. I Googled it. And if the books didn't work, then a lot of people said that um, if your mat gets warped, you can lay it out in um, direct like sunlight um, like all day. So it was still summertime and it's something that I definitely could have done, but I wanted to try the books first. And fortunately, the books worked. And I think that I caught it early enough to where um, it didn't do um, permanent damage to this cutting mat. But it's just um, a tip for you guys. If this ever happens to you, um, there are some things you can do to try to make it flat again before you deem it a lost cause. And since we're getting into the cooler months, um, I did also read that some people put their warped cutting mat in um, the back of their car, SUV or whatever, you know, where it was able to lay open on a flat surface and um, and kept it in there for a few days. Uh, I don't know if the car was sitting in the sun, but that would make sense. <laughs> um, and, and that flattened their mat. So um, there's a number of things you can try. So I just wanted to toss all of that out there just in case this happens to you guys. So while I'm on the topic of cutting mats, I also do have an, uh, a cutting mat. It's smaller. It's the 18 by 24 size, and it's the Tula Pink one. And the Tula Pink cutting mat is a black background, and it has gold numbers and a grid on it. And then it has her um, pink uh, logo on the upper right corner. And I I love this mat too, but um, I can only cut light colored fabrics on there. Uh, when I try to cut navy or black fabrics on this cutting mat, it's it's very hard for me to to line stuff up on there because the 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 um, mat itself is black, so it just all blends in. Uh, so that's why. Um, I, I definitely, I like having this. I have, the, I, I do have, my work table is pretty big. So I have this on part of the work table, but on the main part where I cut, I've got this big, beautiful aqua cutting mat. So that's what's going on in my sewing studio. And let's talk a little bit about what I've been watching. And uh, I've got some recommendations for you guys. So on Netflix, I just stumbled onto this show last month. And it's called The Home Edit. And I am sure you already know about it. You may have already even watched it. This is, there has not been a trend or a phenomenon in home, or not just home, but in organization since Marie Kondo's Netflix special. So this is a series and it's two professional organizers and their team, Clea and Joanna, and these guys have grown their business on Instagram to an empire. The show is so good. It's so uplifting. They've got great ideas. And 
Uh, each episode, you know, a lot of them episodes focus on celebrities, but they also have just normal, everyday people like us that they go in and they organize for, uh, which is fun. And I think one of the things that uh, makes this show so uplifting and positive uh, and probably why they um, their success has happened as it has is that they are never disparaging to people's unorganized mess. And I think it's very important because um we're not all of us are not natural organizers, uh, nor do we want to be. But most of us do love seeing beautifully organized uh, rooms and spaces. So I love that. But I, I love that about them. And they really talk with the um, homeowners, and they get a good idea of um, how they want to use the space, what's important to them, what's not as important. And it's very similar to interior design. Um, you know, you have to find out how you will use the room and um, determine priorities. So I really love that about them. And uh, and they actually did a little bit of interior decorating in there too. And I loved that they used wallpaper. So much fun. So anyway, I just I cannot recommend the show enough. So if by chance you have not seen this show, definitely check it out, The Home Edit on Netflix. And another one um, I just got done watching. It's also a series and it's called Away. It's with Hilary Swank. It's not the type of show that I normally would watch. It's about astronauts going on a mission to outer space. And this particular one, they are going to Mars. So I just normally have absolutely no interest in astronaut space shows whatsoever. So um, my husband actually... Uh, wanted to watch it. So we started watching the first episode. And oh my gosh, I was totally hooked. Um, and I was trying to think like, why, why am I still hooked on this one? And I just normally don't like it. But I, I think it's because um, they had very good characters. Um, the actors were good. And the storyline was pretty gripping. And it not only focused on the astronauts um, in the trip out into space, but um, it, it also um, revolved around their families um, back on Earth and what they were going through um, because it, it, their families are gone for so long um, when, you know, these astronauts leave their families when they go on these missions. So uh, there were really good storylines and um, I thought it was overall a pretty good series. So it's called Away. That was really good on Netflix. And then another one just came out last week and it's called Enola. And this is really good for kids as well. Um, it's Enola is the a character that is written as the younger sister of Sherlock Holmes. Now, this type of movie is completely right up my alley. I love mysteries, and I um love um you know Sherlock Holmes. And I didn't know this though. This movie 
It's a movie and it's based on books published between 2006 and 2010 by the author Nancy Springer. And she created this character that is a younger sister to Sherlock and Mycroft Holmes. And it's such a good movie. And the girl um, that plays Enola Holmes is the girl um, in the Stranger Things um, series. Uh, She plays Eleven. So she's a pretty good actress. And this was a great show. Um, So I recommend that one. And uh, I'm going to just mention this one. I know most of you are not going to be interested in this, but uh, Amazon Prime has a like a reality documentary show called All or Nothing. And normally they have um, in the past done football teams, American football teams. So just recently they released a series about British football, which we in America here call soccer. And it's called All or Nothing Tottingham Spurs. So Tottingham um is uh, I think a North London area, and their um, football team is called the Spurs. They um, follow this team from November of last year all the way through till like around July of this year. So it's very interesting watching how um, they go from normal to when COVID happens and how they had to deal with that, Um, the lockdown, and then when they restarted to play again in empty stadiums. Uh, So, and and not only that, but it's just, um, I love the way they do this because they just tell the stories of all of these players and the coach, which they call, um, oh, what, the manager, or the gaffer, (laughs) Um, and the owner. And I just love seeing that behind the scenes dynamic, and how they go through their practices and the games and um, the, um, the other thing I love about it is that they show the, um, the fans, because in the UK, they, I mean, they're big sport. This is it. They're, they're football. And um, a lot of the towns that have their, you know, football teams, they're, that's everything to them. So it's interesting to see the, the, the fans and the local residents um, and how they relate to these teams and how they're doing. Uh, but this team has recently just built this billion dollar stadium state of the art it it reminds me of the one in Dallas for the um the Cowboys I'm sorry I'm going into so much detail about this but you might want to watch it I don't know I mean if you love storytelling then you probably won't mind that it's about a sport <laughs> but um I just love it and their colors is like my favorite color is purple so I love their um their team colors and they wear these puffy winter coats that that I so want one of those. I'm like, I started to look for it online and I couldn't find any. And I'm just I, I, like over and over again to my husband, I'm like, oh, I want that coat. I want that coat. <laughs> but anyway, I, dig- I digress. 
Um, so, uh, but anyway, so this huge stadium and they also use it for our football NFL. Um, every year the NFL plays an exhibition game over in the UK. So that's, uh, one of the places where they play. So uh, that's interesting too. And they show a little bit about that. So it's pretty, I, I like, I enjoyed it. And it's something that maybe even you can have on in the background while you are sewing. All right, so let's hop on over to YouTube. I'm pretty much watching the same channels uh, that I always do. The um, Migrate Challenge with Sophia. She's had some very ambitious and interesting outdoor projects all summer, which has been very interesting. And uh, uh, <clears throat> the uh, last homely house, I always watch her. And um, just recently, this just went up, I think on Sunday, but she got a new Juki industrial straight stitch sewing machine. Oh, it's so exciting. You guys, I just love sewing machines. I just have this deep affinity and love for sewing machines. So I got so excited when she got that. And um, she did a really good job of showing how they installed it. And her son was putting it together. She um, she was showing how it worked and uh, everything. So that was a really great episode, The Last Homely House. And another channel that I watch kind of like off and on um, is Quilt Roadies. And Anna on there, she's so sweet. And um, I just love watching her updates. Uh, so she, um, she's been doing a lot of English paper piecing recently. And uh, just, um, it's just, she just talks about what she's doing in her sewing room. So um, I just find that interesting. Uh, another one is Melanie Ham, and she's been um, a, uh, she hasn't posted videos for a while because she actually um, had a, a surgery again. So if any of you are following her channel, you know what's been going on, and she's had these tumors on her kidneys, and this is the second time around. So she just came back. She just came back and updated with just like a short little two-minute video, and I was very relieved to find out that um, you know, everything went well, she's doing well. And so some they're going to be putting she's going to be putting up some new videos coming up soon. All right, and I'm just going to wrap up this episode with some podcast recommendations. So there is a podcast. Um, they're they're f kind of new. They've only been podcasting for about the last year, year and a half. And it is called Quilt and Tell. Um, this is a more professional podcast. They um, they do a magazine. Um, I think they're kind of under it's Quilting Daily um, is the company umbrella, but there's like Fonz and Porters and um, other magazines that uh, fall under this Quilting Daily uh, company. And uh, it's with Tracy Mooney, Lori, and Ginger, and it's a very good podcast. I love it. Um, but this. Uh, most recent episode was just mind blowing for me. And I am definitely going to listen to it again, because um, they had Marty Michelle on there, who um, is this amazing quilter for decades. And she has been 
so innovative in the quilting industry. And um, she just, I didn't know. <laughs> I hardly knew any of this about her, but um, she's very important to Quilt Market. And she is the one that started the um, schoolhouse, which schoolhouse is uh, a day before the market starts. I think I've never been there and I, you know, don't know exactly what I'm talking about, but I just, I do know about what, what, what these events are because they, you know, nowadays post so much of this on Instagram and talk about it and so forth. But um, yeah, uh, Marty Michelle is just a, a fascinating person and um, she's got a very innovative mind and she has created so many things of, uh, to towards the industry and um, it was a great conversation so I just I definitely have to listen to that one again and then another podcast that is a spinoff sort of I think they're under that same magazine umbrella is Quilting Arts and that's with Susan Brubaker Knapp and Vivica Hansen Denegri and um, as all of you know I love the Quilting Arts uh, PBS TV show been watching it for years. And uh, so they recently just started this podcast, I think this summer. It's very good. And if you think that you're not interested in art quilting, um, I, I still think that it's fun to listen to these episodes, because I always take away something. And I mean, I am interested in art quilting, and I haven't done that much of it. But it's very um, inspirational to me. And uh, they talk about other things like sketching, and they give tips on just uh, some things in quilting that will help you kind of like free yourself from uh, inhibitions and to just really let your um, creativeness really um, shine. So that's a great podcast. Um, and Frances was back, the off-kilter quilt with an episode this week. I was so happy to hear from her. Uh, so I always love her podcast show. And, um, whenever I see in my podcast feed that there's a new episode from her, I just, I just get a great big smile on my face and I cannot wait to add it to my feed. So yeah, um, the off kilter quilt. And also, you know, congratulations, Francis. You have been podcasting for 10 years. 10 years. That's amazing. That is just completely amazing. I just am in awe and very inspired by that. So you know what? Just keep going. You go, girl. I also listen to My Creative Corner 3 with Vicki, and I had her on my show last year. Um, so we are very kindred spirits, and we both live in the Midwest. She's very much further north than me in Michigan, but uh, it's um, I love her show. And uh, if you don't already listen to it, go find My Creative Corner 3. Um, another show is a magazine podcast. It's called Sewing with Threads. And this is from the magazine Threads. And Threads has been around for a long time. And it is uh, about garment sewing. It's all about garment sewing and apparel. And um, again, if you have no interest in sewing garments or clothing, 
I would say you may still want to listen to this just for um, and uh, general sewing tips and for um, for entertainment because they most recently had on the show Claire Schaefer. And Claire Schaefer is huge in the garment sewing industry. Uh, she has books out and um, she she collects um, couture, uh, haute couture, uh, vintage clothing like old Chanel. And she uh, can tell you how you can identify um, or, you know, the real deal of a Chanel versus uh, reproductions and talks about um, just the uh, art of hand stitching. So that was a great episode. I really enjoyed listening to to that one on um, sewing with threads. All right. And I just have two more podcasts. I, I don't uh, talk about podcasts that often on my podcast show, but I just have a whole list of these because this is what I've been listening to um, all summer. Uh, the Bright British, British Quilter just came back with a new season, and that's a really good show from the UK. Uh, and um, so, yeah, you, you, I, I get to learn and hear about um, some UK uh, quilters and sewists and, and artists on that show. Uh, and then one other one that is not sewing or quilting related, but I love the show. It's called Ologies, O-L-O-G-I-E-S. And this, um, the podcast host talks about some sort of an ology, like whether it's meteorology or... Um, oh my gosh, I wish I had written some of this down, but like there's the studies of all these different things. Um, there's like jellyfish, there was pelicans, there's, um, it, I mean, the topics are just all across the board. It's just not relegated to one particular topic. Uh, but she has experts on for each of these individual topics and then they just talk about it. And then she has questions from, listeners who have always been curious about, you know, this particular thing. And I just find it pretty fascinating. It's probably the geek in me because I just love learning about anything and everything. And uh, <laughs> it's just fun. So the Ologies show, check it out. If you do check it out and you like it, let me know. I really am curious to hear what you think about that podcast show. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up here. That is it. I'm so glad to be back. I'm so glad to start uh, with season three on, on going on my third year of podcasting. Um, I just, I know I, I, every year and even with every episode, I just feel like it's just such a big deal for me because it, it's an accomplishment. It's so much work and time. And when I, when I hear about Frances doing her show for 10 years, then I kind of feel like, oh, what are you celebrating about? But <laughs> honestly, for me, it's a big deal. Um, but anyway, so I'm just happy that you all are back and uh, that we're into season three. So don't forget to check out my Patreon page and check out the show notes at makeanddecorate.com, my Instagram, stephanie.socha.design, 
And uh, I forgot to say it at the beginning, but this podcast episode originally published on Thursday, October 1st, 2020. All right, guys, happy sewing and quilting and happy fall. Yay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Make and Decorate podcast. The podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Stephanie Socha. Until next time, have a great day. Bye.